No more contention. No more struggle. No more challenges. No more battle. Because there comes a time where you need to rest from your battle. And God said, after today, you shall rest from your battle. The battle of your marriage. The battle of your business. The battle of your finances. The battle of your sickness. The battle of your shame. The battle of your disgrace. The battle of your setback. The battle of the pains you don't want to forget. God said, you will rest from your battle. And now, today's message with God's servant, Reverend Ismaila Awudu, head pastor ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Dagon. Nations are going through challenges. Homes are going through challenges. Businesses are going through challenges. It's all because of the breakdown of the system of, of families or relationship. So it's becoming increasingly difficult for things to go on. Any human being, no matter what it is, came from a family. Most of the time when we are talking of issues of relationships and marriages, some of us feel that because we have married for a long time, or some of us feel that, listen, this one, we have passed through the stage. You don't need it. So it's for the young ones that are coming. But hear me, you know the problems you are going through in your marriage. And one just word can help you solve the problem. And listen, the ministry of marriage and relationship is not how long you have married and how long you have stayed with your wife. There are some of you, your marriage and relationship is just hanging on a thin thread of divorce. Some of you, you are in relationship now. The gentleman is not even helping you. You are growing. And you don't think you need knowledge. There are people that are suffering. I've met people who say, Pastor, I chanced on your book and you saved my marriage. I was on counseling hour and somebody come and said, Pastor, I listened to you on counseling hour and from listening to you, he said that even solved a problem in my marriage and my marriage is going on. The devil is after relationships. Church, let us wake up and let's stop playing games. You, you can have all the monies in this world, but if you have a bad relationship, you are as good as dead. You can have all the money in this world, but if you don't have happiness in your marriage, you are just a dead being walking around, deceiving everybody with your makeup or deceiving everybody with your suit and your tie. It is just a matter of time. Because of marriage and relationship, people have messed up in their workplaces. People have messed up with their opportunities. God has lifted them. But because of the challenges and, and the issues of relationship, they have come down to zero. It wasn't them to do it, but this is what happened to them. People have committed suicide. People have died. They've cut short their dreams, their, their, their pursuance, and everything because of what? Relationship and marriage. So the issue of relationship and marriage is not a chance play. And don't let us take it for granted. He says, by night on my bed, I sought the one I love. I sought him, but I did not find him. I will rise now, I said, and go about the city. In the streets and in the squares, I will seek the one I love. I sought him, but I did not find him. The watchmen who go about the city found me. I said, have you seen the one I love? Scarcely had I passed by them when I found the one I love. I heard him and would not let him go. 
until I had brought him to the house of my mother and into the chamber of her who conceived me. I charge you, O daughters of Jerusalem, by the gazelles or by the doers of the field, do not stir up or nor awaken love until it pleases. Tell somebody, do not stir up nor awaken love until it is pleases. This scripture from the greatest romantic man who ever lived on earth, King Solomon, wrote this thing very, very well and well crafted. And I know those days, young guys, and I mean, I don't know whether still you do it. When you don't have any words for a woman, you go and borrow some of these words. And you write a long letter for the woman to read it. It's important for you to know that what he said in the conclusion is that the issues of love or the issues that pertains to the heart are not things you can joke with or play with. So he's trying to say that when you know you are not matured yet to handle the dynamics and the challenges and the confusion of love, then don't even stir it up in your heart. You meet a lot of people that tells you that my heart is broken. And as you are listening to me, if I want to take census of this house right now, there, is, there will be almost about 99% of you sitting here whose heart are broken. In fact, you are trying to heal wounds right from the days of school to even now. It's just a pile up of things you are dealing with. From those that are caught in to those that are already in marriage. So the issues of love are not just common or easy. As if you see it, like people who think they can go to the shop and buy something. And in advance, well, if you don't need it, you can go and change it. Love is irreplaceable. Tell somebody, love is irreplaceable. It is not something you can pick and choose and replace if you want it. And ladies and gentlemen, divorce is not as easy as you see it to be. It's like, when I marry and it's not where I can work out. No problem. But I ask anybody that has married and worked out. And tell them, and ask them whether their life has really been the same. So Solomon is saying that, listen. Look at the stress that Solomon has to go through. He said, by night on my bed, I saw the one I love. The one you love always preoccupies and occupies your mind. Whenever you take the journey of love, it consumes you. The deception to think that I will love somebody and my heart is not in it is a lie. Because love stands from the center of the issues of your heart. And God created it to be so. Even where you want to be a playboy or you want to be a, a, a woman who can play with men, you even feel it. You can ask play guys and they will tell you. So there is nothing like trying to hide behind love and think that once I am in it, I will just be in it, but my heart is not. It's a lie. Love is so subtle that when you are in it, you don't know that you are drifting away. Before you realize you have drifted away, you are already consumed with that thing. And living becomes a challenge. But the irony is that a lot of us look at marriage and relationship or relationship issues as trivial and as not important. In fact, study has shown and proven 
that the effectiveness and performance of even people delivering at their workplace or in business is premised or is dependent upon the quality of the relationship they even have. Because the issues of relationship is the only thing that can dip deeper into your thinking and your rationality and even how you put things together or even how consistent and cohesion you have. It has also been proven that people who have sound marital relationship or have sound relationships from either their homes or among themselves are able to deliver better and perform better in every area they find because it gives you a, a certain sense of adrenaline and drive and motivation to be able to act. So it is not something you can even joke with. Whether in sports or in business or in, in, in politics or in, in ministry, whatever area or endeavor you find yourself, the issue of marriage and relationship or love is very, very critical. He said, by night on my bed, I sought the one I love. I sought him and did not find him. I will rise now. Love can make you do things that you naturally wouldn't have thought you want to do. Love can make you travel distances you never expected you wanted to travel. Love can make you do some crazy things you did not intend to do them. If a love can make you hate people you naturally wouldn't have hated them. Because of love. So it's a very serious thing. Tell somebody it's a very serious thing. When I look at the young guys of today, I look at people today with their patua and with their everything and they think that look, uh, everything is about sex. See, love is beyond sex. Sex is the minutest part of the whole thing of relationship. Believe you me. But the whole issue of relationship is about two hearts. It's about life. It's about the pulsating of your blood. So anytime issues of love come in, your blood rises. That is why people can kill for love. So it's not a joke. It's not that fantasy kind of thing we are thinking it is. The charade we are putting on to think it's love. You see people today, and this is my boyfriend, and tomorrow this is my girlfriend, and tomorrow this is my this, and tomorrow this is my that. She have not understood love. Listen to me. Love is not a soap opera. It's a reality. It's a life to live. And if you joke with it, you die before your time. It has been proven out of shocks of relation marriages. Different kinds of sicknesses can even affect your life because of love. So, having knowledge or information about love and relationship is not a child thing. In fact, it is as, it, it is very important as the very air you and I breathe. The question I want to ask you is that when was the last time you invested in any material that can teach you something about love and marriage? There are some people in marriage today, your relationship is as boring as anything. There is no life in the relationship. You come out for people to see you, you are in it. But in the home, you know what is going on. There are some of you, you are living together. For years, you have not even had sex. You don't even know what your wife does, what your husband does. There are people today, if you should check in your homes, 
you, you realize that the whole place is as dry as anything, but you have to pretend for people to see that everything is alright. You are people today who you say you are courting or you are in a relationship. But you and I know that you want your friends just to know that there's a guy around you, but you know, and you know that that guy is not there. And you are always dying in silence. And you are pretending it's alright. There's a man here, you know, your wife is like a hell in your back. The only thing is that you are a believer, so you need to manage it like that. And there is a lady, you, you know your husband is, 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 is a pain in the neck. But what will society see? So you are managing it. They will hit you like punches in the house. When they find it, you said, oh, it is nothing. I hit my head against the wall. Tell somebody, don't joke with the issues of love. So when you hear the sound, run to the place. There are people today, no matter what you give them in life, they will tell you they will never marry. And that has damaged their life. Go to all kinds of psychiatry and certain people are taking certain kind of drugs today, like, like depression drugs and all those things because of the challenges they faced in marriage and relationship. Come with me, I'm dealing with you on communication and conflict resolution in marriage. Leo tells you, Leo is, is, is one of the greatest writers, poets, whatever in those days. Tells too. He said, what counts in making a happy marriage or relationship is not so much how compatible you are. But how you deal with incompatibility. Are you, are you getting what I'm saying? The question is, it's not how compatible we, we are together. No, 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 that is not it. But how do you deal with that incompatibility that is between? Because no two people can be the same. Hello? The problem we are having in relationship and, and in marriages is because the man or the woman, the man wants the woman to be like him. The woman wants the man to be like him. And he's saying that it is marriage or relationship is not as if you are you agree or you are compatible or you are one but is that you deal with the incompatibility in other words not able to exist together the word incompatibility means compatible means to exist together are you there with me to agree to be together incompatible means that not able to exist together without trouble or conflict you can never live together without trouble or conflict that is the first rule you should understand in every relationship the problem and the stress we are having, worrying pastors, worrying counselors, and worrying ourselves, and having antidepressants, and doing all kinds of things, that we think that marriage is the best institution, that there's no problem. A relationship should not have a problem. And he's saying that the love or the relationship about the man and the woman is not, a happy marriage is not as much as whether you are compatible, whether you agree throughout 90%, 100% and all those things. Anybody that tells you is in marriage and say that we in every relationship, the relationship I'm in, we have never fought before, the relationship is alright, in our marriage we are okay, that person is a big liar and look for that person. Enjoy the person for me. 
So don't be fooled or be deceived to see couples outside looking nice and holding hands together and walking around as if their heels are not touching ground to deceive you to think that they are living in a paradise where they don't argue or fight or disagree or have their challenges. It's a lie. Because you see, the whole world is created for problems to be solved. And God doesn't work out of perfection. God works out of chaos. And relationship or marriage starts first from chaotic situation before it works into perfection. Chaos in the sense that you, the man, doesn't know yourself. You, the woman, doesn't know yourself. Your parents are not the same. You were not raised from the same environment. Your ideals, your, your expectations, your dreams, your, your, your passion, your drive, whatever you have cultivated over time, your friends and everything, both the man and the woman, all of you have gone through certain things and you have come together and said you want to stay together. It doesn't work that way. So when you are contemplating marriage, those of you in marriage and those of you who want to go into marriage, before you contemplate or whilst you are in marriage, understand that there will be conflicts. There will be misunderstandings. The issue is not about the misunderstandings that comes, but how you deal with the misunderstandings. Because bottom line, whether you run away from it or you stay in it, there is no relationship that there is no storms. Write it down. So don't deceive yourself to think that once the gentleman is coming cute and all the time is calm and he looks nice and he looks sharp and the woman also looks romantic, it means that that is how he's going to stay forever in your marriage. It's a lie. Problems and the shocks of people is that they over expected in relationship and entered in and saw that that is not the truth. And instead of them realizing that this is the fundamental problem, they rather get angry and they walk out. You can marry 20 times, but you face the same thing. Because it is the fundamental rule. The thing is not about how compatible you are, but the thing is how you are dealing with your incompatibility. Take note. The next thing, is that a successful marriage isn't the union of two perfect people. A successful marriage isn't the union of two perfect people. It is that of two imperfect people who have learned the value of forgiveness and grace. This was said by Darling Sackett. A successful marriage isn't the union of two perfect people. In other words, you don't get angels in marriage. If you are looking for an angel in your relationship, then go to heaven. <laughs> Madam Wright, Mr. Wright, that we don't understand and all the time we are having problems and you don't want the world to sleep, we don't want our life to sleep, disturbing doctors, they are giving you medications and still it's not working and all those is because you think you are married to an angel. So everything should be angelic. The person can be called Angelica. <laughs> but she will not be an angel. Get to know that. I believe in the hard truth. You see, the church over the years have also not helped us. Because you see, we cover up in the sense of the Bible and we don't tell the truth. 
So even when you are talking about sex issues in relationship, Christians frown upon it. But we forget that God created it for marriage purposes. And the way you even handle it in your marriage can even enhance the betterment of your marriage. Communication is key in every marriage relationship. How you treat each other is very important. When you see your parents stayed for 30 years, 20 years, 40 years, whatever, ask them whether they have never quarreled before. Hello? The issue and the problems in our relationship today is about ego. Say ego. Say ego. We are so egoistic that we find it difficult to understand that we ourselves, we have a problem. Before you think of the problem of your spouse, think of your own problem first. Because the stinkiness thinks from you first before him or her. But if you always want to play the role of Mr. Wright in the relation of Madam Wright, you will not see where the problem is coming from. Can I talk to you? The seat is getting hot up. I will go. So, marriage, if you are thinking that you are looking for the most, right now that you are in it, those of you are caught in, and you are holding and buying ice cream and, and eating yogurt and going to cinema, it's not going to be like that. Get it from day one. It's never going to be like that. When you hit the road, that smooth road you were traveling before will change into bumper. Hello? So when you get there, you, you, when you get to rough roads, your, your steering control should be better. You think more than, than when you are on the smooth road. You calculate more. You apply your brakes. You slow down. In certain areas, you can't rush the car. In the same vein, when you are caught in on your smooth road, you can run everywhere. <laughs> but when you enter into marriage, give yourself some months and you start entering into the rough road. When you start getting there, know that you need to give half crotch. Break a little. Balance it. And then you are going. That is the only way you can get to your destination. Because if not... You will crash the car in the middle. And a lot of people have crashed their car and they have destroyed their wheels. Because they forgot that the speed they were maintaining on the smooth road, smooth road is not the same thing at the bypass. So they were just still driving and can hit into a gutter. Bye! And the whole shock, the boy joint, everything will come out. And the car will be there. And there are marriages that a boy joint and everything have come out. Because you see, they never thought that that is how the road is going to be like. Tell the person the road is not easy. Don't deceive yourself. If you like after this, you can, you can choose to marry or not to marry. <laughs> or run away from wherever you are. But wherever you run away, you will meet it. Don't be deceived. Don't let anybody deceive you. And guys, don't think that Madam A is better than Madam B. If Madam B will understand what I'm teaching you, and you, mister, you will understand what I'm teaching you. The two of you can live together. We make the thing hell because we are too selfish. Tell somebody and tell the person you are too selfish. Tell the person, why do you love yourself so much? And you don't consider the feeling of another person. That is where the whole chaos is about. 
Communication can therefore be defined as the activity of conveying information through the exchange of thoughts. Through the exchange of thoughts. So even your thoughts. Because your thoughts will reflect in your actions. You are communicating. You are angry. I'm not angry. But the thing is that you are not angry, but you are, you are thinking anger. And he's showing you on your face and you are pretending you are not angry. You are sad. Oh, me, I'm inside. I'm not sad. I'm okay. But in your face, sadness is writing. You just want me to walk away. Then you can say whatever you have to say. So it's communication. So you can't pretend around it that I didn't say anything. It's not naturally like verbal. I mean, communication experts can tell you that about almost 85% of our communication is not verbal. Verbal, which is speaking, is even less than writing. But if you look at nonverbal communications, our actions, our mannerism, our gestures, speaks louder than anything. So it's, a, it's divided as a convey of information through the exchange of your thoughts, messages, or information as by speech, visuals, signals, writing, or behavior. You, you sometimes you're writing the way you even send a text message can tell me you are angry. So I asked you, you say, no, 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 no. Ah, that the text message show anything. But the thing is that you show you the WhatsApp message you show <laughs> So yes, you have not told me, but I have read into it. So be careful what you send and how you communicate. It goes beyond. He said, in order to have a successful marriage, you have to make yourself an expert in communication. An expert in communication. For you to have a successful marriage, you need to have an, you have to be an expert in communication. Every relationship has a cycle. Every relationship, take note, every relationship has a cycle. Not the Takwashi cycle. But it has a cycle. A cycle by which it moves, which is sequential. Cycle is the word sequential. In the beginning, you fell in love with your spouse. That is how it works. In the beginning, you fell in love. How many of you have fallen in love before? Fall in love. With Abna, with Ajua, with Kofi. Falling in love with Jesus. You fell in love. In the beginning, you fell in love with your spouse. You anticipated their call. You, you, you know how it works. Hey, is he going to call me? You went to the office and your phone is by your side. You are expecting that the first call should ring. So how do you feel that this morning I'm not good? <laughs> Hello. And then you change your voice. The very voice you use, you will not use that voice. So you anticipated their call. Wanted their touch. And you didn't hold me. And you are running and leaving me. How many of you can guess those things I'm talking about? Don't pretend you don't know what I'm talking about. You like their idiosyncrasies. And what do you mean by idiosyncrasies? I mean, the naughty things they do. I mean, even foolish things they do, you, you love it. Say, so that is my guy. That's my lady. Love him, bebo. <laughs> So, even if the person is fully said, I love it.
very much for listening. This is a message from ICGC Yahweh Temple, East Egon. We know you've been blessed by God's Word. For more quality and practical teachings of Reverend Ismaila Abudu, visit us online at www.icgceastagon.com or email to yahwehtempleicgc at gmail.com or call us on 057-2260-434 or 057-2260-435 You can also worship with us on Sundays from 7am to 10am on Tuesdays at 6.30pm to 8.30pm for our empowerment teaching service and Fridays at 7pm to 10pm for our breakthrough prayer service. You can also connect with us on Facebook, YouTube or Twitter. God bless you. My Lord with you I know I'm covered No greater